Blog Talk Radio.
feel that sunshine, I hope. Hi, everyone. OMG, am I really on the air or is this an illusion? I am on the air and you are at my show. You're at the Bonnie Albers on air show and I am the hostess with the mostest, even if I have to say so myself. I'm Bonnie Albers. You know, I was supposed to be away this week, which is why I had taken the shows off till possibly I was going to do one before the holidays, going into the new year. But, you know, I couldn't stay away. And, you know, the one thing that I could not stay away from besides my audience and everyone is what's happening out in the world and what's happening in the skies. It's all about the stars planets, earth, moon, every single which way you can figure it. And I was so excited because the people that can do the most, who can tell you what's gone on and who can actually inform you from now through the holidays, what we have to look for in a bigger picture of the universe is my guy. He's the astrology guru, Bob Appleby. So please help me welcome as you heard our music, all about Aquarius, and he is an Aquarius, Bob Appleby. Hi, Bob. Hey, Bonnie. <laughs> How Hello. are you? I'm fine. Hey. I'm doing fine. Well, you know, I didn't give you that. You know, what I wanted to say is you are one of the top astrologists anywhere, from this world and beyond, probably, in every other country around. But you're also more than that. You are a psychic medium. You do unbelievable work. You, you, you perform magic, and magic always is in the air. But I really wanted us to talk about, after we ask each other how we are, what's going on in the skies till the holidays or through the holidays. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Tall order, <laughs> right? There's a lot going on, Bon. A lot. I know. Um, well, give us a glimpse, babe. Give us a glimpse. Well, well, you know, I don't have enough time to talk about everything that's going on, but it, like this year, it's uh, it's pretty busy, active, and there's just so much to talk about. But um, I, thinking about what you asked me to do, just coming on today. I, tried to put together something very short that uh, we could at least concentrate on that may have the biggest impacts. It all is a culmination. It's a culmination basically in November and December, especially of the whole year, which all of us know the year hasn't been the the greatest year we've ever remembered, but it sure has been impactful. Uh, Yeah. And it sure has sucked. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I never use that language, but I am telling you in every way, shape, or form for everyone from all over the world. It's been a crazy, crazy journey. In fact, Bob, before we even get to talk about that, I don't even remember. I remember when this virus hit, and it was probably uh, December, January. We heard about it in February, March, but and probably before then. But it seems like I can't remember from then till now. Why do you think that is? Can you? It's like went by well, so freaking quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it all started with, in, in astrological terms, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, 
at the end of uh, 2019. And some astrologers have been talking about it for quite some time. You know, the, the thing about astrology is that you can see the planetary configurations, but you don't know exactly how they're going to play out. <clears throat> but there was right. a guy who actually predicted it about three, four years ago, five years ago, a French guy who actually ended up unfortunately dying in uh, 2019. But he predicted the, the pandemic um, and uh, it was about the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, you know, those those outer planets, wow. Pluto especially, but they, they move so slowly that you actually have a chance to, to look at, you know, the last configurations and and what it brought about. And it, Pluto does have a direct connection with uh, pandemics or, or viruses and, and things like that. So it, it really did start there. And um, wow. it at least showed us that at that point. So um, then it just pr- progressed. And um, there are several different, um, uh, one major uh uh, conjunction still coming up in December, which fortunately is not nearly as dire as that. It's got a lot of positive things to it as well, and that's the Jupiter-Saturn um, conjunction, which actually well, comes Bob, up uh, on the 21st I know, of December. Jupiter-Pluto, Jupiter-Saturn, that all sounds about the same. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're not. No, they're not. Um, okay, well, let's start about, let's start from November and work our way up. Okay. So what did you see? Unless I'm wrong, did you, is that the one you want to talk about first? Yeah, yeah, because we'll start think, in November and, and quickly go okay. through November and then December. Uh, okay. November really started, believe it or not, on October 31st with the full moon. Um, yeah. Because that was that was the beginning of some people call it the Pandora's box. We don't know what's going to happen until we get through that particular time. It was moon. I mean, the sun was in uh, Scorpio con- uh, opposite at a full moon, the moon at, in um, the other fixed sign uh, Taurus. So what was interesting about that was every other planet was in the cardinal signs. So it's like getting things started. Uh, cardinal means quick movement and uh that's what started it and um the i mean month of november and um you know we just experienced two major planetary uh motion changes and during that october period uh actually before that starting in in uh september mars went retrograde and it it had been um in Ju- even early July in in um, Aries, and it finally went direct on the 13th, just a few days ago, of November. So that's a major, major uh, uh, situation Change. that changes. And you know, it it uh, when it went, um, it was on Friday the 13th last Friday. It went uh, oh, direct. Mars did. <laughs> And it was at 15 degrees Aries. Usually, um, Mars stays, you know, in in uh, retrograde periods for a fairly short time. But this time, it it stayed the longest from nine nine to eleven thirteen. So, wow. uh, 
when it did that though it 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 um when it went direct it was conjunct the moon at the time so all those things that are martian aggression uh, assertiveness uh combativeness all that stuff mars is especially a nasty when it's retrograde because it keeps it's it's unstable it goes back and forth it starts and stops and so on now it's at least in in direct motion but it kind of like is uh, one of those situations where now I'm going to take the gloves off. And uh, in Aries, it's most powerful because it's in its sign. Now we're, we're going to decide on what we want to fight for is the kind of situation we're dealing with right now. The other planet that uh, was also in, in retrograde motion was Mercury. And it uh, finally went direct. It was in retrograde motion for two weeks before, and it finally went direct on election day, 11-3, at, uh, in 25 degrees um, Libra, which is the, the scales, of course, so it's back and forth, balancing either one, and it was, uh, because it was stationary before it went direct, that means, and we all knew this, this election was going to be very slow because it wasn't moving that slowed down everything and it immediately squared Saturn which is restrictions contractions and that means in very very clear symbolic terms documents uh, meaning ballots Mm -hmm. and procedures were going to be slowed down and against you know, squaring uh, Saturn, and that's that's the structure. So we're still dealing with that. But luckily, uh, it went direct on 11-3, and then, believe it or not, yesterday, Mercury exactly opposed Uranus, which it was the third time it did that. It did it in um, September and October. And so it's the last time because it went – direct and it's the last time it it uh squared it but uh that means unexpected things happening communication unexpected uh, we have we haven't seen all of that yet but it will it'll be coming out it it, it was exact yesterday so well, the good thing is I it's past a... us right is, and how does that how does that work i mean we're doing globally and and nationally uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff and i get it because those are big planets but how does it affect us personally so if it's actually oh, yeah. personally can well can you give examples like so now everything's direct right well i'll give you a good direct? example okay. a, a good example and, and you know and a little bit me. about this my don't sister my younger sister yeah, my younger sister is a good example. She, my uh, brother-in-law called me last night about five, after five o'clock our time. And they live in New Mexico. Well, he noticed that she was work, she was stumbling around and kind of not being stable and uh, and uh, not feeling well. So he took her to the doctor, and the doctor put her in the emergency room, and they flew her to a hospital last night. And she has a brain mm-hmm. aneurysm. Yeah. So they haven't, and, and that was just an unexpected thing that happened to her brain. The brain being Mercury, and the like a computer. Uh, opposition was a, a, like an electrical charge that that hit her brain. Mm-hmm. So um, crazy. That's that's a 
it's a, yeah, it's a crazy, unexpected situation that that happened according to uh, all well, the symbology you, that you use. Well, can you use a, like a happier one? Like, okay, does it always have to be tr- like this? Is a this no, is a it doesn't have to situation. be. You know, unexpected so, intuition, something that that uh, nobody saw coming up, but you know, flashes of brilliance. Uh, you know. Every planet has both a positive and a negative sign, if you will, things that are okay. good and some that are challenging. So, yeah, it would be something like that uh, that could happen. And it all depends on where it is. You know, those those planets are in your in your chart. Um, yeah. chart. <laughs> and also, if that planet is being activated, you know, not all planets are activated all the time for everybody. In fact, very few. But there are reasons for activation of planets. Uh, we call them time lords sometimes, that, that it, it happens that that was important. And we can see when they get activated and there's procedures or, or techniques that you can see for a particular thing to happen. But um, that's, that's the reason. That's why it doesn't happen for everybody, that it doesn't activate. Therefore, nothing actually happens, although you see the, the astrology of it. But then there are times when you can predict it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. So, okay, so now what's happening from now through the holidays? Okay, so in um, November 30th, on November 30th, there is uh, a lunar eclipse. We're going to – November 30th starts what they call a – uh, eclipse uh, season, which is mainly just that there, there's two or more eclipses. In this case, there's November 30th, which is a lunar eclipse, and then there's December 14th, which is actually a solar eclipse. So um, let me let me tell you what an eclipse is. A, so, a lunar eclipse first is the obscur- obscuration, which is the darkening of the moon by the sun. And this mm-hmm. is uh, it always occurs. Lunar eclipses only occur at a full moon, and and it, when the Earth passes between the Sun and the Moon. So, eclipses happen. Maybe I should say that when the nodal uh, north and south nodes of the Moon align with the Sun, the Earth, mm-hmm. and the in in this case the the full moon or the new moon. And that's at the point where the the moon crosses the Earth's orbit, which is called the elliptic. And that's exactly where the the nodes are. It's at the elliptical places. If you imagine a an imaginary line going around the Earth, that's where the the moon is a, is either going north or it's going south mm-hmm. of that ecliptic. And where it crosses is where the 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 nodes are. Well, when that aligns with the sun and the Earth with that full moon or new moon, that's, that's an eclipse. So okay. the, um, let's see, the, the eclipse means a change mean more than anything. It's, 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 that's the overarching theme in the, in a lunar uh, full moon, this happens in Gemini. So what rules Gemini, what planet rules Gemini is again, our friend, Mercury. And <laughs> because it's in Gemini, there are there are signs that are called loud signs or silent sounds. It's going signs it's going to be a very loud, manic type chattering 
of going on. And it also is bringing in Uranus, which is going to be a curveball that we don't see on the 30th of November. Now, wow. this, the, new, the lunar eclipses reveal matters that previously are unseen or that uh, require our attention. They often mm-hmm. result in the culmination of uh, a cycle or relationships or projects or something like that. And they uh, provoke emotional depth, uh, often related to one's soul because it's the, the, the moon involved in it. And, you know, they say that it, an eclipse, that the veil between the earth and the cosmos is thinner at that eclipse. So our physical bodies and our psychic bodies are more receptive to uh, the cosmos at that point. So it, it affects everybody, but it, it affects you differently based upon where, you know, Gemini in this case and is in your, in your chart. Does that wow. make sense? So, yeah. So what would you say looking at it? Give us some examples, a personal example and the world example. Well, a personal example would be, um, well, as an example, my my uh, fifth house would be uh, where Gemini is. Mm-hmm. So um, that uh, that represents my my children, and I have two sons. So I would expect something happening, having to do with uh, Mercury and something unseen that brings my attention to it having to do with my sons, maybe their, their work, you know, where um, Mercury uh, is and, you know, how that, how that affects my relationship with them as far as what they, what they need or the, a psych, a new cycle or project that's happening. Um, because Bob, is, is this what I'm getting? Cause I want to make sure everybody understands. So because it's in Gemini, it's in Gemini cerebral, it's all about air. So it's it's not like of the heart. It's more of what you do, where you work, things you think, correct? So that's what this this is. And and full moons, I I thought or felt that you've told me, are endings type thing. It's the culmination of something that ends. It's a culmination, correct. Yes, it's a culmination. and, And then... And with the eclipse, would that be it, it It does it quickly and something we didn't see ending? Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, it's a darkening of the moon, so we can't see it, um, but it, it it is felt by us more, and it's, okay. it's on an emotional level. Um, it, it's possible. My son is in L.A. and works in the film industry, so he is taking a, a job on the side because – he can't go to work and his uh, hours are cut to only 30 hours with the company that he works for as an editor. So he's accepted another job and he's telling me that it's possible that they'll make, make an offer and he might make a change uh, to another, another uh, uh, firm. And this yeah. might be something that causes that ha- to happen is what I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, you know what, Bob? I got to tell you, since I know you personally and I know your family, I know it's going to happen. And I'm okay. not an astrologist. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's a great example for people to hear 
so yeah. can I ask you a question, and we'll go further after November, but uh, okay. What I'm picking up is that that when it when a new when a full moon is in a sign, this is in Gemini, but it's really in in um, it, it, it's still in in Sagittarius. Yeah, it's in Gemini. It'll be in Gemini at that point. But it's in the sign of Sagittarius, correct? What right now? No, well, the full moon. November is, 30th the eclipse will be, be in Gemini itself. Right. Okay. Because. I'm really confused when we go with it's really like November 30th. You're, if your birthday is November 30th, you're a Sagittarius, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's it's in Sagittarius as a sign, but it's in Gemini as the moon, correct? Well, remember that that a lunar eclipse is is a full moon. So of course, mm-hmm. Gemini, Gemini being where the moon is, opposite Gemini is Sagittarius. So the sun would all right. of course be in Sagittarius. Because it's a full moon. The full moon's always the opposition. Does the sun have anything to do with the moon at that point? Because, like, I look at Sagittarius being worldly and fun, and and of you know of of, yeah. of they like different languages and all that stuff. And then you have the full moon that's a eclipse in yes. Gemini, yes. which is the you know. So maybe it's in something of, that's going. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe something's going to end, or something we don't see that's going to be about travel, about um, about uh, language. Well, what we don't foreign. see is the moon, so it, that's it's a it's a lunar eclipse, so it it eclipses the moon. That that's why it's a focus on the moon. Okay, all right. So, so the solar so now, is the opposite. I know. I just always want to blend them. <laughs> you know, it's about the. I don't know why I don't have any Libra in my chart, but okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm, Growing everything okay. up here. So after, yeah, that's after fine. you that's have fine. It's, it's complicated and it's 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 not easy to to understand. So I no, I but I always come. That. For some reason, I always look. I'm a sun girl, so I guess I always look where the sun is compared to the moon, and I always add something sure. in it. You're the astrologist, so you know better than I do. But I always, you know, and I'm novice of everything, so that's what I always feel like if I've got to make sense of something. So, okay, okay. so after this lunar eclipse. Well, you know, on... after a, a lunar eclipse, then you have a solar eclipse within a couple of weeks. So on the, tr- wow. on the 14th, on December 14th, you actually have a solar eclipse, which is a new moon. That's when the moon and the, the sun are conjunct, not opposite like in the lunar. So the mm-hmm. solar eclipses always occur on a new moon, and, and that's when the moon passes between the sun and the earth. And then right. it, 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 it obscures the, the sun. So the sun uh, in the solar eclipse indicates the beginning. It's a new moon again, so it, and new moons always indicate a beginning of a new relationship or a new experience or a project or a cycle of some kind. Wow. And they always that. provide opportunities for creative transformation and or rebirthing of that affect the ego or identity of that, that collective or that individual, particularly if it relates to one's vitality, because that's what the sun relates to, like the moon to I, the soul. I, I love that because it's right before the holidays, Bob. So everybody's yeah. going to be like in a good mood, we hope. And 
even exactly. though things are happening and maybe, you know, maybe we'll have a shot to help these pandemics and that's it. And we'll, but, but I love that it's about something beginning and new and fresh on the 15th yes. of December. So, so go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting. Yep, that's, that, that's a very positive thing. And um, again, it's, 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 uh, see the solar eclipse is actually in, um, I believe it is in uh, Scorpio. It's in Scorpio. Scorpio oh. and and then um, yeah, and then uh, Taurus is the where the moon is at that point. So it has to do with investigative uh, things. It's it's ruled by Mars, and you know that Mars station direct does have a direct impact on that because then you would be seeing that the, the Mars effect on that uh, solar eclipse, it's at 22 degrees uh, Scorpio. That's when you're going to see putting down the gloves to to know when to fight or when not to fight kind of situation. Wow. Well- so um, it's also, by the way, when the election has to be um, certified by the Electoral College. So – all these things kind of tie in together. That's crazy. Um, well, so yeah, it is. But it's funny how that works. Uh, then there's two other things, really one other thing, but leads up to two two things lead up to the most important thing I want to talk about today, and that is yeah, you have plenty of time. That so is, please that make us in, understand. Well, the first two things are on the 16th, which was just a couple of days ago, Saturn finally moved out of Capricorn into Aquarius. And then on the 19th, which would be, what, tomorrow, mm-hmm. it, a Jupiter moves into uh, Aquarius. And then, because they're both just into Aquarius, there is a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on December, I'm, t- I'm sorry, I, I said just, I'm at December 16th, December 19th. This is after the okay. solar eclipse on the 14th, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. December 16th, 19th. And then December 21st, Jupiter conjuncts Saturn at exactly one degrees, one degree of Aquarius. Why that's so important is that only happens yeah. once every 20 years. Wow. I won't yeah, be every 19.5 to be exact comes into alignment. And what's so important about this, this particular one, is that that represents the first time that they've con- been in conjunction in an air sign, uh, which is, of course, Aquarius, since, let me see if I can uh this was first how uh, sign. It goes way back, Bonnie. It is like sixteen fifty something. Wow. Or fourteen hundreds. Yeah, it's it's very so momentous. What does that mean, Bob? To, to, Give us you build happen. us up. Now, why is it momentous, and what are we seeing? Well, let me let me give you. A couple of things that first the 
Jupiter in Aquarius means uh, assist in, insisting on the sharing of a, of a spiritual experience uh, with with men and women of all walks of life. Jupiter is very uh, beneficial and 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 spiritual, philosophical, but Aquarius especially is about the collective. And it has to do with having tolerance, respect, cooperation are essential for successful social orders, interest in occult wisdom, philosophy, broad-mindedness, and receptivity to new ideas. This is Jupiter in Aquarius. Now, Jupiter stays in Aquarius in every sign about one, I mean, yeah, one year, 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn stays in the sign two and a half years, a lot slower. But mm-hmm. Saturn in Aquarius, uh, some of the key points are capacity for well-organized mutual or mental concentration. Mind is, is uh, impersonal and scientific, so the, the focus on the scientific. The concern is uh, about being uh, impartial in, in finding the truth making original scientific discoveries happen during those, those times. New applications of scientific knowledge are used, abilities to visualize form and structure, and it gives a sense of, of justice and responsibilities in relationships. That's what happens when uh, Saturn goes into to, um, Aquarius. And that doesn't happen but once every 29 years. So that's important. So... Jupiter and Saturn together in Aquarius have involvement in, in it, it's interesting in, in many ways because they're almost opposite of each yeah. other as far as their, their, their essence. Jupiter is magnanimous. It's, it has to do with um, uh, justice and um, uh, philosophy and law. And of course, Saturn is restrictive Jupiter is expansive, Saturn is restrictive, and yet also responsibility. It teaches you the, the hard lessons you have to learn. Um, so uh, both of them are called social planets because they're personal responsibility planets. And mm-hmm. we can use these times, Jupiter 12 months in in Aquarius and Saturn two and a half years, and they and they transit this this uh, this Aquarius sign of Aquarius in everybody's chart in Aquarius, and that would be the house that you would you would look for where it is in your in your um, individual chart. So uh, Jupiter an for an individual means. I'm sorry. Give us an example. If it's in your chart in the first okay. house. Okay. I'll give you an example. Um, let's see, you um, oh, so I I have to ask you have a, a you have I, a chart that has Jupiter in your tenth house of uh of career, and mm-hmm. it is in Virgo. Well, so okay, <laughs> um, yeah, so it means that you in someone's chart, Vir, uh, Jupiter means your vision of what life means to, to us. It's, mm-hmm. it's your philosophical idea of what's going on and what you'd like to have happen. Um, 
your Saturn is in Sagittarius in the 12th house. And that's, that means it's a need. You have a need for spiritual achievement, desire for leadership, manifesting itself as a wish to be regarded as authority or somehow distinctive and rec- and have recognition, which is very perfect for you, in my opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Jupiter and uh, with with Saturn means that you basically should use it connects you to the larger community. An air sign, an air sign is human sociable, communicative, courteous, friendly, extroverted, so on. It's ruled by Saturn, though, so it's still tenacious and restraint, has restraint, but very independent. Mm-hmm. And it's centered on ideas. It's, orient, it's, it's, it's original ideas, future-oriented. Uh, people with uh, Jupiter in, um, in uh, an air sign in, in Aquarius, uh, are truth seekers and but they're different people they're different and oh, jupiter's positive well it means justice abundance balance faith faith especially saturn mm-hmm. is maturity responsibility work isolation limitations and and somewhat fear so where your individual jupiter is in your horoscope that's the place where potential, great promise or abundance, a great vision of possibilities, your greatest gift or talent is basically thought of as where your, your Jupiter is. It's a blessing that um, we gain the most of when we share it with others. And that would be you in your 10th house of, of um, Virgo. That's where your individual uh, potential is, greatest promise. Mm-hmm. Now, Saturn motivates us to train in an area represented by the sign that's in. In your case, it's Sagittarius, and it has to do with spirituality. Um, and it, uh, as an example, another example would be if uh, Saturn was in Gemini, then we would work on being like a wordsmith, a master of languages, because that's Gemini. So Saturn can uh, make your your Jupiter dream come and become a reality while adding those uh, Saturnian um, uh, doses of realism and caution. So these two allow each of us to work, have a workable vision for the future. It's like our to-do list for the year when they're both in in Aquarius. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know what I I always, uh, you know me, I break it down into the little levels of, Oh, whatever I think, but when I look at Jupiter and I look at uh, Saturn, to me it's like a tug yeah. of war. One's really good, one's really ah. And so what happens is they well, pull at each right. other, and you never you're get right. anything done because neither one of them will get. Oh, oh, you're, you're both at opposite ends, and it's somewhere in the middle. So for me, when I look at those planets, and I don't know anything about astrology except what you teach me, which you know, then I throw it out and do my own thing is that when you have those two planets, nothing gets done big or restrictive. Well, because no, you both... blend them. You, okay. you blend them. Okay, if you were using Jupiter and, and Saturn, then some of these things you could, you could think of as maybe, you know, um, the result of, of the wise judgment and integrity and faith, which would be like a Jupiter, right? 
and a sense mm-hmm. of what's feasible, which is the restriction and the reality of what Saturn means, that that could be like discipline leads to growth, hard-won right. okay. beliefs, philo- gotcha. and ph- philosophies gained through experiences. That would be using both of them together, but it blends them together, and it really could be a positive coming out of it. Yes, yeah, because I like Jupiter, Jupiter, which would be all about everything big, fabulous, awesome, and a lot. Well, but there's an excess of (laughs) Jupiter would be not too good either. It would be too expansive. It could be, you know, being lazy and, you know, uh, uh, wasteful and so on. There there are bad things for having too many Jupiter aspects or qualities. Okay, I'll stay out of astrology. Keep going. (laughs) I'll get my nose out. So go ahead. Well, the the combination of these, I mean, it is it is really uh, pretty pretty amazing how uh, these will come around, you know, and and we'll see this not just in in individuals, but in in world events and how these things will come come uh, or manifest, I should say. And uh, it's it, the the um, evolution of of this of the societies in the next twenty years will be very interesting to see um, because it's going into air an air sign Aquarius for the first time. Uh, it was uh, January seventh, fourteen oh five, last time they aligned in Aquarius. And wow. what's interesting about 1405, I said 1600s, it was actually 1405. That was actually the beginning of what uh, historians call the late Middle Ages and the beginning of the Renaissance. That is really and cool. This, so something might happen yeah, here. So we have something to look forward to that could be really momentous in, in human history. And the other thing is that this is the tightest conjunction of these two planets at, at exactly one degree Aquarius since 1623 because they're tighter because they're also what we call in parallel declination. It means they're on the same side of the, the ecliptic and they're in parallel condition. These, uh, this cycle of, of air won't shift out of air until it goes into Scorpio and that's 2159. So, from uh, from now on our in our lifetimes we will be in a jupiter saturn cycle of conjunctions every 20 years until 2059 wow. well i won't be here bob i don't feel like well because i, I don't I feel be. like i, I probably be. will be either <laughs> yeah so it's it's going to be kind of like well we'll we'll exit stage right but you know yeah. um i i wonder if you know, because that was the the end of the Renaissance, the beginning of the new, or the beginning of the Renaissance. The beginning of the Renaissance, the of, yeah, the end of the Middle Ages, and, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this is the end of having to be not understanding, like, UFOs, because I think, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere along the line yes. we're going to realize that there are other world planets out there that are, oh, I that there are actually, right there. Yes. yeah, well, we actually have been and seen and treated them terrible, possibly, um, aliens, and that there are other other beings, whether they're human, whether they're alien-like, whether they're something else, 
that is out right. there. And maybe that's the age we're going to be going into, which is really cool oh, yeah. because we'll then be oh, yeah. interplanetary. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, of, of scientific breakthroughs and, and, and occult type of breakthroughs that people won't, won't even believe until it happens, you know, during this yeah. period. Um, yeah. Do you, you know, and, but I'll talk to you a little bit about that after we're done figuring out what's going to happen around. So is that the only thing? No, you told me there's other things. So what else no, is those happening? Are, that, that was that Jupiter Saturn was the most important part of it because it's so far reaching and it's, you know, it's a very positive thing for, for December and for the year. It, it's like, um, it's like the most positive thing we can look forward to in all this year of, of pandemics and economic you know restrictions and all this stuff but it's it's a very positive outlook going into 2021 and further well i love that because we're just looking at the holiday cheer any do you see any well i'm going to make the you know do you have any predictions or do you, you do you feel looking at the sky and looking at what you just told me can you look at it and say wow by the end of december we might actually have so do you have any, do you feel any strong, like I'm going to tell you who I feel is going to be in the playoffs for football, but do oh. you have any, <laughs> do you have any, you know, because it's crazy because I have just become, I don't know what happened, but I became, I mean, I always love football, but now it's like I'm a violent football watcher, except I don't scream or yell, <laughs> but I do. But do you have any, like, looking forward in the sky, and I know you can't really, you know, we, we all can determine looking at things, but, you know, there's a million things that could go between them. Do you see, right. you know, what could you predict happening by the end of the year, and what can we take into the new year? Oh, boy. Well, um, I believe that, you know, looking at the movement into in Aquarius means a lot more um, breakthroughs of scientific um, knowledge, and, I, and we're starting to hear it already. I mean, that uh, two companies are are developing the vaccine that is is if if you really understand it, it's never been done before. This is miraculous uh, that could mm-hmm. could help us out of this pandemic, not just for us, but, the, but for the whole world. And um, I believe there's going to be an uplifting of, of feeling about about possibilities by the end of the year. Um, it's a very positive note to, to, to leave 2020 on. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, introspection. I don't, unfortunately, I, I, I believe that there's still going to be a, a lot of um, divide as far as directions of people, in, you know, through Brexit and the U S and all these other places. But there's an underlying uh, theme that um, is more positive about pulling together. And the, the history shows us that during those periods that uh, we've had similar things like in 1943 and some other times, like even in 18, uh, the 1821. Um, and, and there are several different times in history that even though there was, there was uh, feeling of animosity one group to another or uh, you know a divisive type feeling that people came together under um, a common 
common goals. And I believe this uh, year will 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 still be as negative as we think of it. But after this, I think the, the goals, the, being an Aquarius, especially that's that's a, a goal oriented, future oriented looking. Uh, sign, and I believe that, that people will come together and, and forget their differences to a certain certain degree to uh, to come into a commonality and achieve certain goals that that will be good for humanity. I hope you're right. I, I feel that's good. Now, on a lighter note, and I'm going to let and going to make you <laughs> listen while I tell you my predictions. Uh, okay. On a lighter note. Um, here we go, because, you know, I, I want everybody to know that uh, I love came and did this, and it's a pleasure and an honor for you to be here and let us know, because I do see the future moving forward. I, I feel like this year's blank really, really was crazy, and I, I just want to say a few things, and you can, you can comment on it. So 2020, I felt when we came into that year, two and two is four, four is stability, prosperity prosperous home, happy family. Chris has did that for uh for a few of the big trillionaires. But uh what I you know what 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 I thought is you know four is a great number, two and two being um you know an angel number and four being a very stable number. It's really interesting how this year has been a blur. Something more than just people thinking, oh my God, it's a disaster but actually what it brought, and this still is a disaster, but, when it, but what it brought is, again, the number four, you've got to think about it. It brought home, family, uh, yeah. feelings, um, stability. A lot more people started to reevaluate and had to stay home. Now, we always look at it on a good note, but, you know, you always say there's a flip side to your numbers or your, 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 or mm-hmm. your planets. They always have a both. And then when I looked at 2020, I thought to myself, this is going to be a great year. Two and two are angel numbers. Maybe the angels were saying to us, which, you know, would only be, you know, just throwing it out there. Hey, we all have to look at what we're doing because, and I'm looking at planetary now, not, you know, politics or or anything like that. But we've got a lot of things going extinct. We've got a lot of power on that earth doing terrible things to mother earth without actually, you know, pillaging what you have. It's time we reset the boundaries. Now, whether that happens or not, you know, um, but when I look back and thought, what a terrible year. I mean, my gosh, I thought, you know, I went in with such vigor and wonder and happiness and I'm leaving 2020 with thanks that you know what Lord that we are getting out of 2020 alive. We still got to see that yet because some people did not make it out alive. A lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people died of this virus and didn't make out of 2020. But the other on the lighter note is this football, Bob football. Here's my prediction. And I want yours. Okay. okay. Now I don't know because I'm not sure about the, conferences so you're probably going to laugh and say bonnie they cannot possibly play each other but Uh, i feel you know first of all i am in love with what happened with uh our my hometown well it's not my hometown but tampa tampa bay bucks has tom brady it has gronk and and i think edelman's coming but i don't feel they're going to be in the playoffs this year they'll be in the playoffs but i feel like the two teams that are gonna that are going to be in there is drew Brees. And 
and and Roethlisberger. So you have the Steelers yeah. and the Saints. Okay. What's your comment? Okay. Well, the Steelers haven't been beaten yet, so that's a really good good choice. And Eight the, to the zero. Saints are yeah, the Saints are perennially the uh, one of the best teams in the league. Um, so that's also a, a very good choice. Um, I still I think Kansas, Kansas City, City, and I love. Well, so do I. I, I love. City. I love Kansas. Go ahead. I think Kansas City is still the team to beat because of winning it last year, and. Um, so I would take Kansas City over over uh, Pittsburgh, but that's going to be a very interesting in, interesting uh, game if they have, end up playing each other. And I believe I'm just too much of a Tampa Bay fan. It's either Tampa Bay and see because they play in the same conference as the Saints. It's one one or the other, one of those probably. But, um, but the Saints are killing him at every every chance they get. I, know, I mean, the two know, games but... they played, he couldn't even pull it out. And you know, I love Tom well, Brady. That's true. And I love that's and true. I love it. But to see him fold the way he did. But anyway, I I know people are like saying, Bonnie, <laughs> Bob, just give your predictions. My prediction, Bob, for the future in football, I'm going to stick with the Steelers and the Saints. I do okay. love Mahomes. And I do love Garoppolo. So I wish I could pick those. I like all the quarterbacks. The only thing is Roethlisberger got hurt. So if Roethlisberger is, is hurt and he doesn't make the rest of the season, I'm going to go with you and pick the Kansas, pick Kansas City. Okay. But, um, all right. So you, you need to say right here, because it is, it is recorded, I'm going with the Steelers to win. Who are you going with? I'm going with Kansas City to win. Okay, you've heard it here, Bonnie and Bob, the two Bs. You got Kansas okay. City, and then you have the Steelers. So the yep. only other thing is, we've got a few minutes left. I want to tell: Is there anything you'd like the people to know before we we we, uh, we actually end for the season? Unless I put another show on before uh, New Year's. No, I just. Uh... I, I can't think of anything additional other than to wish everybody a very happy holiday season. I think we deserve that. I think that uh, mm-hmm. people need to get together, no matter what our some governors say. But um, I, I think trying to prevent people from getting together as families in their homes for the holiday season is is not a good thing to do. We need to get together and start this uh, beginning of the next year on a high note. I, I, so I agree. I agree. I, I, but I have to tell you, I want everybody to go and watch the first show of the season this year on the good doctor. And you'll see why a lot of people feel they can't do that. I am like Bob. I would, you know, to me, I would rather be with my family. And if I need to take my chances, I have to, well, but there are people be who, smart about who it, actually of course, die. and take, take precautions, but don't, don't uh, restrict yourself to be in isolation for the holiday season. Forever. Is, well, yeah. you're coming over my house. Listen, I invited you and Regina and everybody over my house or your house. So okay. we'll all be together, okay. hopefully. Uh, all right. Everyone, I want to Mask or non, say, no mask, it doesn't make any difference. Right. Well, I'm not wearing a mask when I eat, and I'm not wearing a mask in your house. But the <laughs> thing is, that I am going to tell everybody, masks are, I am a nurse. 
the only, and my daughter is a doctor, and my son's a nurse. Well, he's going to be a nurse. I'm going to tell you, my and husband's, your husband's a, doctor. a doctor. Yeah, my yeah. husband's a surgeon. Mask, 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 and a lot of hand sanitizer. It will save yeah. your life in many areas. So please don't ever forget, like I went into, and I'm, this is, I only got a couple minutes, so I want to say before I actually um, get off the air, I want to tell everybody I want to have a happy, healthy, safe, and wonderful holidays. This is about love. This is about compassion. This is about helping one another. And I know that everyone that listens to the show would be doing that. And Bob, you know, it's always a pleasure and an honor to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. But before I leave, I have to tell you, I was at the the health center here. Um, I had to go for immunization records. And there was a woman that's standing in front of me, and she's a little younger than me, and she did not have a mask. I couldn't believe, well, they let her in because she had a mask, but she pulled it down, especially in that health center. And my son did the same thing. I said to, you know, my son, get that mask up, especially there. And the woman said, wow, we can see the difference between who votes for one and votes for the other. And what I said to her is, no, ma'am, you can't, because I knew what she was talking about. You know, she, and then I said, what I am is voting for safety. So with that, for all of you, decide what you want to do, but know that the safe part of anything you do should be for yourself, but for others too. So everyone have a happy, healthy, safe, wonderful holiday. Don't eat too much turkey. I'm a vegetarian. I'm going to eat too turkey. And Bob, I will see you soon. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Bonnie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.